0: Welcome in. It is the Fezzik Focus Podcast. Welcome back, you may be saying. Where's the Fezzik Focus been? It's back, baby. And we're calling this the Fezzik Focus Podcast. Focus on the XF, the XFL. I'm AJ Hoffman. Joining me is the man whom after this podcast is named Mr. Steve Fezzik, the only two-time Super Contest champion, not the XFL Super Contest. I don't know that they've done one of those yet, but
1: who knows? Who knows what the future may hold? I put in a request to The Rock. I am still waiting.
0: They probably probably want to see if they can get through a full season. And then if they do that, maybe they'll put up a super contest. Or something.
1: They're funded by partially by the NFL, right? I mean, they're, they're kind of like the, I mean, they're affiliated with the NFL, so they should be fine. right? Yeah.
0: But I don't think they're funded yeah. by the NFL. I think they're like, I, I don't know what the deal is, but I watched some XFL this weekend and well, let's, let's just put this out there. What did you think of the actual football? Like, was it enjoyable for you to watch or was it just something to bet on?
1: Well, it's always something to bet on, but uh, I actually found it wildly entertaining. Okay, and part of it is that I've I've been so hypercritical of all these spring leagues. No one can score, and especially week one, all the final scores are fifteen to twelve, and these leagues don't get it. No one wants to watch soccer games; they want to see scoring. And finally, we've got a league that liberalized the rules enough that you are going to get some reasonably higher scoring games. And a, a big part of it, yeah, they're fabricating points. Who cares? It's fine, including one of my favorite rules. Everyone hates punters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mackenzie, you hate punters, right? I do. Yes, who doesn't? And the so if, if if you punt the ball out of bounds, the ball comes out to at least the thirty-five yard line. If you punt it in the end zone, it comes out to the thirty-five yard line. That is a cool rule. That. Um, Absolutely is going to promote a lot of teams to go for it, fourth and six from um, the opponent's forty-five yard line. Let's talk about
0: like first of all, I like the running clock. Like uh, it, I mean, up until it really matters, if the clock is running, I, I like that that rule generally. I was just
1: fighting on Twitter about with with others like the college footballs last over four hours now. Yeah, I'm like this is stupid. They got to change the rules every other sport lasts anywhere from two hours to three hours and 15 minutes, seemingly maybe cricket with the exception I think cricket goes days and somehow <laughs> college football can just do its own thing and go four plus hours. I know baseball games are heading yeah. in that direction. Guys, we are a very distracted country. We, can't, we don't have four hours. If we had four hours, we'd go play golf. So, um, and that's just one game, so run the clock. Um, the reviews are great. You know what? It's okay if you get if if you get a review wrong every now and then. You don't have to be spectacular. And I thought Dean Blandino, who I've not been a fan of, was quite good for the most part reviewing the plays and trying to get in and out as quickly as possible. He's still too much of a stickler in the really close ones to want to watch eight angles and the like. It's okay if you get it wrong. If it's too close to call almost... Really, either way is going to be fine.
0: All right. Let's talk. I wanted to talk with you particularly about this because I feel like you are the expert when it comes to this. And the the way the rules are, you can have a one-point conversion, two-point conversion, three-point conversion. It seems like no one was getting it right. No one was having success with it in week one. Uh, I maybe the analytics departments for the XFL aren't super strong.
1: Do you think Wade Phillips has analytics departments? I, I would guess that's a f- strong no on Wade. But you know, there's a movie called um, what 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 is it? Um, um, it's a margin call, I think, with Kevin Spacey. Where they 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 go ahead and 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 they're like, well, we just fired like almost everybody on the risk tolerance team. I can see Wade Phillips doing that with the analytics risk team. Yeah, it's it's not his thing. But I, I it seems like none
0: of the coaches is it their thing. And uh, listen, a lot of the coaches are either old school coaches or they are former players. Who probably don't think analytics are real either.
1: Isn't it interesting how you would think that someone would have hired like a twenty-seven-year-old to take a chance to be their head coach, but no one wants to take no one wants to take a risk. Get the old retreads out there. Can't be criticized for hiring someone who's got fifty years of experience working for him, right?
0: Yeah, it's a it's an odd thing. Let's so let's talk at the math of this. When what's your general thoughts on the one, two, or three? Uh, just from my point of view, it feels like the two-point try is kind of the, the sweet spot on this. Absolutely. What's, what's the math say?
1: Yeah, so, and you can argue with my probabilities. It doesn't matter. You can put in your own numbers. It, and, and the way to evaluate this, it's all probabilistic. So from the two-yard line, you're going to get it about half the time. Of course, that's wildly optimistic with these bad offenses. Yeah. But assume 50%. So it's worth half a point to go for it from the two, for what the one point. If you go for it from the five, I think you're going to make it. of the time. All right. But you get two points. So it's very similar to you. It's very similar to an NBA team. If you can shoot um, 30% from, you know, from three. um, Oh, it's not similar because it's only three versus two here. It's two versus one. So if you can hit 30% and get a two, well, 0.3 times two is worth 0.6 points. That's worth more than 0.5. And we just said 0.5 is wildly optimistic. So it's more than 20% better to go for it from the two, from the five to get two points. Now, should you go for the three from the 10-yard line? I don't think so because I think by the time you get to the 10-yard line, I think probably like an 18% chance. And that might be optimistic. I use that. The more I think about it, maybe it should only be like a 16% chance. So um, you get back to your expectation. Trying for a one or a three is about the same. And the sweet spot, like you said, is going for it from the five for the two-pointer. Then, obviously, game script in the fourth quarter changes. And if you're tied, you probably want to try to get one point. If you're up nine, you probably want to try to get one point. You get the idea.
0: Yeah, and it, seemed like, it just seemed like teams were struggling or coaches were struggling to make the right call on these. Um,
1: just go for two.
0: It seems, yeah. When
1: in doubt, go for two. If you have any uncertainty, go for two.
0: And the one exception was the Battlehawks who went for three when they, they needed to get three and they got it, obviously, and that that ended up making for a fantastic game. Which also led us to the other rule which is in the fourth quarter of these games, you're able to go on a fourth and 15. If you convert it, you, it's basically an onside kick.
1: So how fortunate is St. Louis that illustrates all these rules? They're down 12, the game's over and uh, they Couple minutes left, and they get a touchdown. Eh, go for three. So down twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, now twelve plus minus six. Now they're down six. They get the conversion from the ten. Now they're down three. And now, like you said, you can onside kick it, or you can go have a fourth and fifteen from I think you're on twenty five. They do just that. Oh, what's that, Ricky Prol's kid? Wide open. Shocker. Nineteen yard out pattern. First down, and then they matriculate down the field. And wind up. I think they threw it to Pearl again. Yeah, winning and at the very end of the game by three when they correctly go for one point. I'm glad they didn't make it. So that game actually middled with um, the Battle Hawks getting the win, eighteen to fifteen.
0: So we talked about this a little bit on SOVAM. At some point. I mean does it make sense to go for this every time on fourth like to try and get that fourth and 15 and try and just keep the ball the entire time or is it, it I mean maybe not in a close game Never <laughs> it, it, never
1: it, until the last 3 minutes of the until the last 5 minutes of the game because in the NFL it seems like teams would do this like if know, oh, you before McKenzie what's a fourth and 15? Uh 14% maybe? Yeah. So I mean 85% of the time the other team's going to get the ball on your 25-yard line. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean these are these, these these they're scoring in this league, but that but this is this is like fabricated scoring. the offenses suck. All right. The defenses are scoring and and they're they're scoring because they get good field position because punts out of the end zone. They start on the 35. So don't mistake this for, (laughs) oh, for for like Dan Fouts against Dan Marino, um, you know, going back and forth, up and down the the, the field scoring. This is um, oftentimes this is pick six scoring and just defense getting turnovers, promoting scoring. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not pretty, but I guess it is. Uh, it, there was more scoring than I expected this weekend. It, it, in general, it, are you expecting, you know, offenses to to gain traction as the year goes on, or what do you what do you expect the average total to be this year relative to what it was week one?
1: I think the the average total week one was right. I think hovering around the thirty seven mark, mm-hmm. and I expect we're going to be in the low forties, and it's just going to become you know part of it is that. The second halves, because of these funky rules, you're going to see a lot of scoring in the final six minutes. Because in any blowout, now you got to sweat the team. The team that's behind is going to, you know, punk you for six to nine, and then they're going to do this fourth and fifteen garbage. And then if they're unsuccessful, if they're success- successful, the defense is tired. If they're unsuccessful, the other team is in field goal range already. So I wish I could bet every game second half to outscore first half. That would be one fine wager kind of the opposite or or kind of the same as the super bowl though that did not work for me on my super bowl which by the way i wanted to fully disclose i went four and seven on my super bowl props you know even breaking even on a super bowl is a disaster because you've got it's it's like someone a pro player playing in the world series of poker for three weeks breaking even that is a fiasco i mean you got to make money during that time of year
0: Fair enough, and good of you to uh, to obviously you've been on a little vacation, so good of you to uh, come back and remind people that you didn't have the best Super Bowl. It's but it's going to happen. Like, I mean, do you believe that you should you should be winning the Super Bowl every single year? Like, are you? I mean, what's what are the odds? Like, how how often do you think you should have a losing Super Bowl? Probably
1: probably one out of three, just because I I heavily invest in the game starting slow, so. Immediately, if you get a first quarter to outscore third quarter where there's a score in the first six minutes, I'm going to be up against it because I'm going to be down like, you know, five units right off right. the bat. And that's really what happened. And everything else kind of chopped out, won a little money other than those bets. Um, higher scoring games in general are harder to make money. But I got to be honest, my my overs, you know, I had Kelsey over and I still think I should have won that. I lost it by half a catch. That would you know, that that hurt quite a bit. And uh, I did have one really bad, bet. I had Sanders over, and I was drawing dead. Didn't help that he fumbled on the very first play from scrimmage, but it wouldn't have mattered.
0: Yeah, they just seemed not to want to get him involved in the game. He was sort of a – the he was kind of the surprise to everybody. Everybody thought Sanders mm-hmm. was in for a big game and and not much from him there. All right, I'm of the belief with the XFL that the most important thing we can handicap – and I guess it's sort of this way in the NFL – but is the is the the quarterbacks? That's the most important thing we can handicap. Is how good are these quarterbacks? What are your thoughts after seeing them for a week? Who who's the shining stars? Who's in a bad situation at quarterback?
1: Um, you know the Orlando Guardians. Paxton Lynch is not a good quarterback. No,
0: and it, Paxton Lynch has a long history now. I mean, f- failing out of the NFL is one thing, but he was in the USFL last spring. He was a disaster. He's been proven that even at this level of football, he's not really
1: built for it. Yeah, you know, I have to tell you, I was massively disappointed in the quarterback play, and here's why. I didn't see uh, – I thought there would be more um, agile quarterbacks, dual-threat quarterbacks, and there wasn't that much of it out there. So you got McCarron chucking the ball around for the Battle Hawks. Um,
0: are you saying Paxton Lynch isn't a dual
1: threat? Uh, no. Paxton okay. – you know, six foot seven guys just are um, – they are not what you are looking for. Um, Dominic Dinucci may not be the answer. He had he had a nice statistic game at the end, but then he when he tried to run. By the way, the spike is is like so out of control. Spike the ball, spike the ball. So I don't I don't know if you saw the end, but Dinucci goes ahead and spikes the ball twice on the final drive. They're not going to run out of time. They're going to run out of downs or downs time. But as it turned out, they ran out of possessions because Dinucci fumbled the ball for the Seattle dragons. And that was the end of um, their comeback in the red zone on the two yard line.
0: The, it looks like um, Paxton Lynch who got benched in the game. I don't, I don't know if, do you expect Paxton Lynch to play next week? Is that where you're, what you're expecting? I mean, they took him out and put in Quentin Dormady.
1: Are you expecting that Paxton Lynch, Paxton Lynch has already had his shot and he's done? Well, based upon Buckley, the the head coach's um, comments, why are you making quarterback change and 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 what do you feel about that? and, and he said, "Oh, well, he got us in the end zone, and Lynch didn't. actually, Lynch, I did get them in the, the end zone. he very beginning of the game he scored I, the first touchdown. I apparently Buckley evaluates things based upon short you know, very short term short term. but I mean, I I saw what he saw. I mean, Lynch was terrible, uh, but um now you've got an unproven quarterback. and, and I got to be honest, I'm looking at the stats here for Orlando. And the stats are fine. They look like they played pretty equal in their game against Houston. They were terrible. They were just terrible across the board as an organization. And I'll say this about Paxton Lynch. He had one comment that really, it's almost like he's he's been in the NFL. And he said, oh, the problem is one guy's not doing his job, and that's compromising everybody on this offense. Like, what? When did so, So you know what? then don't then 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 tell the coach talk to the coaching staff you don't call out one guy and say it's all his
0: yeah, fault yeah not a great look
1: no you're the quarterback you know what you're the guy yes
0: now let's discuss the the style of offense that we're seeing is this kind of what you expected as far as like run pass splits like do you, do you expect there to be to, do you expect offense to open up more as the season goes on as coaches? cuz these guys haven't had like a full off season like the NFL gets
1: yes and the number one theme is they no one can can block no one can protect the quarterback yeah. so the uh there are sacks galore in all of these games all of these qu- quarterbacks are getting sacked left and right in fact if i look the only co- starting quarterback that didn't get sacked was tiamo for the defenders And most of the teams were getting sacked two, three, four times. Heck, the Guardians, both their quarterbacks got sacked three times plus. And so that that's the theme. There's no time for the quarterback to look downfield because he's got to get rid of the ball within two seconds, which means you know dump it down in the middle. And until they like figure out that they need to have mobile quarterbacks and roll them out and buy them some more time, I think that's going to continue.
0: Yeah, it's um, this is in my opinion is something that you expect to get better but i i just don't know with the quarterbacks that they've got if like again all these guys have tried to be in the NFL they've all washed there's a there's a reason why none of these guys are in the NFL if you can't figure out how to run an offense you know with with the best coaches in the world how are you going to do it with these guys like with Rod Woodson no i mean no offense to Rod Woodson but this guy doesn't these guys don't have the experience of being a head coach how are they going to get the best out of these guys or get better than what we've expected we talked about maybe the the guys who are on defense in the XFL, the gap between them and the the bottom of the roster defenders in the NFL to me is an extreme, whereas the gap between the quarterbacks in the XFL and being able to be a quarterback in the NFL feels like it's really extreme.
1: It's a great point because if you're a backup quarterback, you're making a whole lot mo- more money in, in the NFL – then and you wouldn't even consider playing in the XFL unless you're completely washed up. Uh, whereas I think a lot of the defenders and the like can, can can look at this and say, you know, if you're if you're a fringe NFL guy, maybe you can you you someone will notice you in this league, and certainly you'll be dominating. Um, I know uh, Gordon was was great at wide right. receiver, so he was the exception to the rule. Um, but um, you know, it's a little bit. Um, there's some familiar names. It's a little bit sad when I see like 30 plus year old guys playing in the XFL, and it's like, how much are they making? You know, it's time to move on. Why, why go out there? And I mean, I, I can see the kids going out there playing at age 23. It's a violent sport.
0: Well, but I mean, I think when you think about guys like AJ McCarron, who AJ McCarron's made his money, like he was actually a well paid backup quarterback in the NFL. He can't play at the NFL level anymore. Still loves the game. He's got money. He's got a, his wife's doing okay.
1: Like by the way, the cameraman, the cameraman should be fired immediately. So why? I don't know if you saw <laughs> this. Why Scott. is this AJ McCarron? They 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 flashed three times to his kids, and I th- I think I saw Catherine Webb on the you know a little bit of like half of half of her, and it's like how is she not the feature? Come on now,
0: you would think that that would be a priority.
1: I mean, put the kids in there, but I mean, I don't I don't want to go Brent Musburger on you, but yeah, I mean it's you know. Oh, like, if just the whole family, if
0: Justin Verlander were pitching for the Savannah bananas, they'd probably make sure they put Kate Upton on the screen.
1: i uh, that's what I would do. It, I mean, yes. it
0: seems you want ratings or not? The, the rock should know this of all people. The rock should know what
1: sells we um the, I go back to the WWF when Vince McMahon was interviewing for secretaries. you saw that yeah. clip oh, that, yeah. that, 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 that was that was good work
0: all right. Let's talk about the the games themselves. By the way, maybe you can explain this. Why is it so difficult to find a box score for these XFL games?
1: It isn't. So go to XFL.com.
0: Right, but it's not in normal box score. Like, I don't know. Why, why can't you? So ESPN's carrying the games. Why isn't ESPN.com carrying the box scores?
1: Well, I can't explain that. But why why doesn't ESPN just say, just have a link? Is it, does ESPN, I mean, they're they're affiliated. with I mean, they're partnered up. They, like, they clearly are partnered just up. Just have there. a Showing? link. Yeah. I don't want to click on box scores. Say here's the link to 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 go to the XFL. You don't have to. You don't have to because the XFL box scores are perfectly good. You know to to go. You have to do. You have to hunt around a little. Go to XFL.com. Go to schedule. Click on the team and boom. Game there, center. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It'll show up. Uh, well, what of of the games? Was there a phony final? Were are these? Did the right teams win? What did you take away from this? And I guess more importantly. I mean, there's only eight teams. How are we power ranking these teams after one week?
1: So my power rating simple system is fairly simple. The, the futures market was pretty equal on all these teams going right. in, you know, close enough. So as far as my starting power rating, I just assume like when Las Vegas was playing Arlington and Arlington was home and they were a, you know, a favorite in the game. So I went ahead and based, I I took a look at what the spread was before the game started, and backed into what the power rating that the implied power rating on based upon the closing number, and then adjusted it for the performance. Phony finals abounded, so we saw Vegas win the stats but lose the game against Arlington. We saw, you know, the Orlando Houston night was phony in that it wasn't that big of a blowout. That was a much more competitive game statistically, although the Orlando guards or guardians, I'm going to call them the guards. They, um, they, that team looks like it's com- going to be completely dysfunctional. Are they the worst team you think? Oh yes, yeah. clearly. Um, Cause the
0: roughnecks weren't supposed to be very good either.
1: Yeah. And the roughnecks, you know, they, they talk about a failure at all levels. They kept scoring touchdowns because of their defense and turnovers, and then they would go for one point from the two. Maybe they know they suck so bad on offense because they did not come close to getting a point. They they were just scoring by 6-6-6-6 the entire way. Um, Let me take a look at (laughs) the—oh, the St. Louis win over the Brahmas of San Antonio. Um, That um, was—easily the final score could have been 15-3 before— uh, St. Louis just went nuts in the final three minutes when A.J. McCarron you know, just um, took advantage of prevent defense. So that was a phony final. The um, it, it wasn't a phony final in the stats. St. Louis won the stats, but they won the stats, yards per play stats, not yardage. Um, but if you look at plays, San Antonio pl- ran 77 plays. St. Louis, 46.
0: I, I walked away feeling like San Antonio's pretty good. I know they yes. lost, but it feels like they... It, of the losing teams, certainly them in Vegas were the ones that kind of jumped out at me is okay. Maybe there's something with these teams.
1: I, I certainly agree with that analysis. And so there's, um, although I don't think it's a secret, you know, with the, you know, with the marketplace, you know, being aware of that. And if, I guess if you look at, at, um, At Orlando, San Antonio, the 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 Brahmas, the Bulls. Can I call them the Bulls? I don't. Sure. I don't. Brahmas is not a word I use. So um, San Antonio (laughs) is is laying three now. So there's um, you know certainly support for them.
0: Let's discuss what your thought is on home field advantage. Like I'll be honest, even the game that the Rock was at when he did the you know he did his thing at the beginning on the microphone and. the stands were empty. Like, what? What is going on? Is 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 there going to be a real home field advantage
1: in these things? I think it's going to vary by venue. Now, San Antonio has an advantage because all the teams are practicing in Texas there, so they um, they basically. Um, they they don't have to travel very much because when they're home games they're you know they're staying there but, and, and of course, their opponent gets to stay there but um they're not you know moving around hardly at all whereas these other teams, even with they're home i mean they're they're spending the week in Texas there, like I look at um a team like um Seattle for instance, oh they're home that's good this week, but wait a minute, they were just in d c so they so they, they finished the game Sunday night in d c And now they got to fly back to um, to Texas, and now they got to fly to Seattle for their home opener. So, although there's a lot to like about Seattle, um, I don't like you know the the spot and the travel coming off of a Sunday night game and then having to play a Thursday night game with a back-to-back significant travel. Overall, I do think the um, of all places, Washington. I don't know what stadium they were playing in. I don't know if you caught the beer snake, the lemons being thrown. There's a lot of angry, drunken fans in Washington. The uh, defenders— It's Audi Field is where they play. Audi Field? Yeah. Yes. I I don't know what a beer snake is. Do you catch that, Scott? Do you see the beer snake? They stack
0: up the empty cups and see how high it goes.
1: How come they outlawed the beer snake?
0: Sometimes the cups fall over.
1: Ah, uh, so they don't want they, no, don't. they don't want they don't want that. Yeah, well, and, and, but that's where the,
0: the Audi Fields, where the DC United play, and the Washington Spirit of the National Women's Soccer League. So it's a soccer stadium.
1: I'll take your word for it, but I think that these soccer stadiums are uniquely qualified for a, a bigger home field advantage. So they're throwing lemons onto the field. It, it kind of reminds me of the the famous seat cushion game against Atlanta and RFK when they all scored and they throw seat cushions. Now they just throw lemons. Um, you know. The what of the
0: lemons, what is that, uh, What what is that, what, is it, what does it symbolize?
1: You tell me. Okay. The, the, the league is in, in its infancy. I'll say this, Seattle got a key turnover, and so the, I think they ran the opposite way that they, the defense normally runs, towards the fans, the crazy lemons, you know, the, the, the beer snake part of the end zone. It was very loud. Um, so, so Washington has a real home field advantage.
0: I think one of the things you said that was interesting is there's a lot to like about the Sea Dragons. Like you just said, there's a lot to like about a team that's quarterbacked by Ben DiNucci. That's uh, that's the first time I've ever heard someone say something like that. Well, the that.
1: defense held the the DC defenders to 3.3 yards per. Play. Well, they're not the
0: DC offenders; they're DC defenders. They, they, you know
1: that that is a great. Yeah.
0: Everyone knows that.
1: (laughs) They're aptly aptly named. So Seattle had twice the yardage. Um, I know that D.C. was in a situation where, um, I mean, their defense was opportunistic and played very well. Um, And Boy, I tell you, the end zone went crazy when they got a defensive score to get them back in the game. Um, Three of the four games first halves went under. Three of the four games went over. So that means the second-half scoring – was absolutely there every second half at eighteen or more points. So I'd be very careful about playing any second half unders.
0: Okay, let's let's get down to it. If I said right now, who's in the uh, the the XFL bowl? Who are the two top teams? Who are the two bottom teams? As far as you're concerned, after one week,
1: sure, uh, Houston and Seattle will, are the best teams. Are the two best best team in the north is Seattle? Best team in the south is Houston. By the way, Vegas is in the north. That confuses me, because like if they were, if we were in the civil, if we were a state back in the Civil War, you know, I don't think I think we'd be playing Dixie and not be playing, you know, um, whatever the whatever right. The north but I, I mean, I guess when you
0: when you consider the the geography of it, there's the three Texas teams and there's a team from
1: Orlando. Put them in the north. Why not Orlando? I don't think we can. I don't think you can. By the way, how many how many states U.S. states? Have a point in them, any any part of the state. So the farthest farthest north point of the state that is north of the southernmost point of Canada. I'll give you a hint that there's a an island in the middle of Lake Erie that's actually Midway Island. I think that and, okay. it, and it's um and it's Canadian, or at least part of it is.
0: Hmm. we counting Alaska, or is it continental U.S. only? You can count them. Yeah, it's all of them. Well, we can say six, twenty-seven. Wow. OK, Wow. no one ever
1: a... if you query it on the part of it is that the 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 lines of latitude bend towards the middle and Ohio is close to the middle of the state. So all these like uh, um like California and Nevada, they they have a little pieces of the forest north that go into the middle of Lake Erie, that, that it's like too close to call. And they're as far north as Canada. Wow. I know. I, I, no one ever gets that. Right.
0: That's random trivia. But
1: you um, fooled me. So, but yeah, so we got our four north teams, our four south. Houston and Seattle, the two best teams. The two worst teams, Orlando is clearly the worst team. The D.C. Defenders, the 1-0 D.C. Defenders are the second worst. Team.
0: And the, so you're
1: saying the second worst team beat the best team? Uh, second best team. Second best team. Houston's the best team. But, yeah, they, yes, the second worst team beat the second best team and got out gained on a, at a 2-1 two, two to one clip. And Ben DiNucci sucks. Now, how balls. sure are you
0: that the Roughnecks are the best team given that they played Orlando, who we, we know is the worst team?
1: I'm not sure. It's it's really close. Because like
0: you said, there there was a lot about the Roughnecks that like the they couldn't convert after a touchdown. There was a lot about them not to like, in my opinion. Mm.
1: They won what thirty-three, 33 to thirty-three to twelve. Thirty-three to twelve. I'm sorry, thirty-three to twelve. Yeah. So they won they won by twenty-one points and nobody else won by more than four.
0: Nobody else got to play the Guardians.
1: We'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> I, um, I I think there's there's a lot of parity with the personnel units across the yeah. board. you know. With the, I think a lot of this is just going to come down to quarterback play and coaching.
0: I do think, and it, you know, Ben DiNucci is, I think, a long-term problem, but the idea that a guy like Josh Gordon is in this league, and Josh Gordon, like, you know, if his mind's right, could could still be an NFL receiver. You know, most of these other guys physically just don't have the gifts to make it to the highest level. Mm-hmm. Josh Gordon does and no Josh, doubt. Josh Gordon's clearly motivated at this point. He's got to get got to make some money. Like it feels like having a guy like Josh Gordon is a huge edge when most of these teams wide receivers are guys we've never heard of.
1: No doubt, but then how many weeks till Josh Gordon, you know, can keep practicing and get us $1,000 bonus for winning the game until something goes awry? Well, they're, I don't think they're testing for weed, right? Mm, I,
0: I don't know. Well, they better not be. If they're, if they're not, then I say the Sea Dragons have a good shot at this mm. thing. So, uh, well, there you go. Uh, one week into the XFL. I, Fez and I are a little torn. I'm not as high on the roughnecks as Fez. Uh, I kind of, and they lost, but I kind of like the Brahmas. I think that's a pretty good team. Uh, I, I think it was a, damn it. That was really good. I will. Uh, I, Mac, I, that was, that's a real bummer.
1: I will bet you Brahmas missed the playoffs and I'll, I'll give you a plus plus one
0: twenty
1: five. Oh, I'm assuming four teams make the playoffs.
0: I'm starting Oh, and one. How many weeks are there? 10. Hmm. I'll take that action. I'll all take right. that action. There Come we on, go. Me, Green button bet. Give me the Brahmas here. I'll, uh, I'll 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 make a run with the Brahmas. So, uh, Brahmas to make the playoffs plus one twenty five. Put it in the bank.
1: Might want to stop these fourth and fifteen plays. You don't like? Just, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, do you like the idea of I've, them? I've, I, that I want to address. The all these rules are better than the NFL rules. The NFL would be a better product if they incorporated. Almost every single one of these rules, other than the you know the clock rules, right? But the kickoff rules, the punt rules, the onside kick rules—they're all better. They're all better. I kind of tend
0: rule. to agree. Like, I mean, what do you say? Fourteen percent, Mac, fourth and fifteen, something like that. Like, the, it makes the game a lot more interesting late than trying to get an onside kick, which is probably what three percent, four percent. Yeah, yeah, if that. But, but then it goes to. If a team's dominated, like the the uh, the Brahmas had dominated the entire game, should we let some fluky thing like one play decide whether or not they're the winners? or Yes,
1: not? that's what America wants. They want excitement. Look, hey, look, imagine. I mean, think about the NBA. No one even complains. Like the other team scores with a half second left, the game's over. All right, no timeout. You will. Know, we'll, we'll, Don't worry about matriculating the ball down the field. We'll just put it into the red zone for you, and then you can score back, right? I mean, it's a brilliant idea. So all of a sudden, buzzer beaters are prevalent. Heck, there was... There are times that you see three three baskets in the final three seconds in the NBA now.
0: I guess it just feels like this is—it's like a wrestling match where a guy's dominating and someone, like, it, sprays some myth, mythical mist into his eyes, and he's blind, and now he loses the match that he dominated the entire match because of some silly nonsense.
1: Well, that's what—I mean, the, WrestleMania— The great Muda. Re, re, WrestleMania 9, when Mr. Fuji hit the—you know, you, you know the Hitman heart in the eyes with the with salt. With the dust, yeah, the salt, yeah. With yeah, the Yokozuna. He, and then he threw it into the— uh, Ruining his own guy against Hulk Hogan. Yeah, remember know. that 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 was and that was that was it. You know, so,
0: sometimes it works against you too. I guess it, it it giveth and it taketh away. I guess is what we're probably my
1: here. my favorite friendly fire is WrestleMania four when um I think it was uh, Arn Anderson but Arn Anderson I think popped Ted DiBiase in the head one time. Arn Anderson that was wasn't in WrestleMania? WrestleMania that wasn't WrestleMania four okay, okay. but there was there was one oh the Macho Man. Now this was this was later. It was against Ric Flair. So much later in the Macho Man's career, I mean, he wasn't good enough to beat Ric Flair. And Arn, Arn Anderson never mind Ric Flair was going to cheat. And Arn Anderson got the the, the brass knuckles out there. It was the took, enforcer? And he took they took the swing, and um, the Macho Man, as slow as he was, moved and nailed um, Ric Flair right in the face, and that was the end of Ric Flair in that match.
0: Well, there you have it. All right, I think before we get out of here, Fez, we've got to do a Fez tale. We've got to uh, we've got to hear something from your vacation, something. Something of note, I mean, you were gone for so long, there's got to be some sort of Fez tale that came from this trip. All right, trip. so
1: I am going to give a best bet for all the parents out there, all right? So okay. we went up to Tahoe for um, for the week, Monday through Friday, and taught my son how to ski. I can't teach him how to ski because I barely know how to ski myself, and frankly, I don't think I can anymore with, with some bad wheels. But um, went up to Heavenly. I was, I, I, now I want to ask you this. So Heavenly is like a world-class mm-hmm. ski resort. So guess what the what you get set no comps on this, you gotta pay. So get, guess what you get set back putting your kid into an all day um um group uh lesson. They gets lunch, gets instructors, they teach him how to ski for the day and then slowly move and if, if he has multiple days he can get you know what to move up.
0: Rentals. Like uh are we counting all,
1: that? Oh uh, yes, count everything.
0: Counting rentals per day. All day
1: with lunch from 9am to to 3:30pm. $400. So $317. Damn, close.
0: All right. Now,
1: good guess. I thought like I'm just thinking like everything in the world costs like 200 just to do nothing, you know? Yeah. So I mean, I, I thought this was like the greatest bargain ever. And It kind of makes sense that they want the kids to learn how to ski. I think that's part of it that it's a, it's a loss leader. Um Well, like what's the what's the lift pass for a day for the adults? Exactly. I think it's like it's comparable, yeah. you know. It's like something. I mean, it's a couple hundred, you know, just yeah. just just to get the the lift ticket, which obviously he has access to, you know. You know, as part of this, um, little caveat, we did choose to go ahead and rent twenty dollars for snow pants, twenty for ski pants, twenty dollars for a ski jacket. You could certainly just take care of that yourself, you know, if you didn't want to rent. Yeah. If he owned it, so we did have to pay that in addition. But everyone's super friendly, and and also. You know what? In in a day and age where everyone like so often the kids are disappointed on their vacation and the like, you're in sparkling, beautiful Lake Tahoe. You're out skiing on the mountain. I mean, what a great experience for a child! You know?
0: Yeah, that's got to be a pretty cool thing. Did he? He enjoyed skiing. He, he loved it. Okay. He
1: absolutely loved it. Good yes. for him. Good for Joe. So he wants to. He wants to go back. And of course, I'm like, oh, I gotta, I got I gotta work. Although I want to give accolades to. No secret, I, you know, I bet at, at um, Caesar's sports book, sure, and, and I get I get the comp points and the like. So, um, so Caesar's put us up up there and the, at the lake, and just um, you know, world class amenities up there, and and they have a hell's kitchen now. Oh, at, nice at, at Harvey's. So, um, and and they have some. The views there, they have restaurants on the 18th and 19th floors there overlooking the lake and at sunset, just spectacular at Friday Station and at the Sage Room. I can't i can't speak enough about what a great vacation summer or winter Tahoe is, as long as you can get there, but it's not overly crowded, which means probably try to avoid the weekends. All
0: right. Uh, I do want to get an XFL best bet for you. But first, what I want to do is shout out to the listeners. And I want to ask them a question. How do you, What do you want from this XFL podcast? If we were, if we were to bring you a weekly podcast on the XFL, what are some things you're interested in? What are you looking for? Are you looking for a weekly XFL podcast, or is it overkill? Like, I mean, is this just something for you uh, to pass the time? Is this something that you're going to pay attention to until until the end? Uh, anyhow, give us a tweet. Uh, you could tweet me at AJ is the real. Uh, at Mack and Rivers at Fezic Sports, you can get to all of us. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. I want to know what you want out of this podcast because we we want to do this for you guys. If if not, we can we can go back to the old Fezic Focus podcast where we're you know we're talking just Vegas stories and and how to uh, take advantage of the things in Vegas, which I think is fun too but because fez is so invested in the xfl it feels like this is an opportunity to to pass some of that on to you guys how do you want it passed on is the question so we no promises but we absolutely welcome all feedback on this because this is the first one we've done like this i'm i'm curious what the what the what the people want You know, I knew what I want. I wanted to get some of the math stuff. Like, what's the percentage of times that the three-pointer makes sense and the two-pointer makes sense? What are you going to convert? Uh, Those types of things. But how much week-to-week information do you want? So, uh, again, feel free to give us some feedback on that. We absolutely welcome it, and thank you for it. All right, Fez, give the people what they really want, which is a best bet for the XFL. Week two.
1: Let's go week two. Thursday, St. Louis, Seattle. You know what? Let's go under 37 in this game. Uh, Seattle only gave up 177 yards of their defense in that game. So defense was, was very stout. Um, we speak all the time during the Dream Pod about on Thursday, we look towards home team and we look towards under because lack of preparation. Mm. Well... Brand-new league, teams barely knowing each other, no real time to prepare, having to both teams have to fly to Seattle. So they both have, like, the the negative of having to travel a couple thousand miles up to the Pacific Northwest. It's not like the weather's going to be good. It's going to be cold in Seattle. I assume the weather's been, you know, perfectly fine for um, for both teams in Texas, so now they got go into a cold environment they're not used to. Crowd probably will be noisy in Seattle. All points to a close-to-the-vest game um, just because I made a case for how the first halves tend to be lower scoring than the second halves. You know what? Let me do one unit on under 17, which should be the number for the first half, and under 37 for the game. That's
0: what I was going to ask you. Does it make sense because you you had said the second half there was going to be more scoring to throw this on the first half under? and. Uh, Glad you, uh, glad you caught that as well. All right, that will do it. Thank you to Steve Fezzik. We appreciate your insight, of course. Thanks to Mackenzie Rivers. Thanks to you guys for listening again. Please, we absolutely welcome your feedback on this thing. We want this to be. We, we're not doing it if you don't like it. So we want to know what you want. So uh, hit us up again uh, with any thoughts on that. Fezzik?
1: You like Hell's Kitchen? You've been to? Hel- I love it. You like yeah. Nobu or Hell's Kitchen? Nobu. They're, 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 those are the two. Correct me if I'm wrong. The the is really good. You've been to the buffet too. I've right? not. At Caesars. So I think you'd love the bacchanal also. But I would I, I would say of those those would be my my big three at Caesars, and I really you, Hell's Kitchen has a little bit of a better like like clubby environment, and the food I think is better a little bit better at Nobu and more intimate. Oh, okay. I Nobu. Thought you were going to say
0: the food was better than Nobu. No,
1: okay. I, the the Nobu food is better. Both very pricey. But if it's date night, I think Nobu. If it's boys' night out, I think Hell's Kitchen.
0: I think that's a good call as well. I think that is the call. I'm not taking my boys anywhere that fancy, though. They can, they're can, <laughs> they on their own. The lady, food, she can the, get it.
1: They can go to food court. Yeah, go, go get the up that pizza. Shop. Get, grab the slice. The, the DeFaro's Pizza. And by the way, the best value in all of Las Vegas, the garlic nuts at DeFaro's Pizza, you get 6 Garlic nuts, nuts with marinara. This is enough food to like have Todd Wishnap gain a pound just eating those alone. And how much is that? That's like thirty five hundred calories. No, I'm saying how um, much how much
0: is it? You said six, it's the best oh, bargain.
1: 695.
0: Oh, okay. And it's a so well I mean you could like literally carbo load up on it. I
1: them. literally like will get the order of six and I'll get I'll eat like one of them. And I'm already and it's and it's 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 like that's got to be like 300 calories.
0: You know what I'm a sucker for at those like uh, at the shitty food court uh, pizza places is a Stromboli, like the pepperoni Stromboli that you dip into the marinara sauce. Like it's always cold in the middle because they, they can't get it you know warmed up properly. But I, for whatever reason, I find those things delicious. You know,
1: if you get it to go and you can heat it, you know, and cook it in, in the oven or, or in the microwave, it actually tastes better when you get home a good Because call. You're, you're right that the middle is never. Never done enough.
0: We've got an air fryer now, and you can like you could put it in that thing, and it it heats all the way through. That's the move, the air fryer.
1: Yeah. So the um every everyone at the valet knows me now at Caesars. That's like they they don't. I I no longer get I no longer get a valet ticket. That means I they, can't
0: use your card anymore.
1: They can just no. It's even better. Because, oh, okay. Because, because they know me. forget by, your name. They know me by by just by they never look at the name. So 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 I think there's a rule that you're not supposed to use the card simultaneously. Like if I park there and you park there, but since I never. Use the card. No one's listening, right? Mm. By the way, Caesars, I have as my number two rated sports book. They do a tremendous job. And um, Behind
0: he, number one Circa? Is that your so, number yeah, one so, still?
1: Circa's number one. And it's uh, Circa one by a large margin, Caesars two by a large margin. I know their app crashed, and there was two days where you couldn't access it. I'm sorry if you're in St. Louis right now and your money's still in Vegas and you got to come back. If that happened to you and you got to make an extra trip to Vegas, let me know. I'll take you out to dinner.
0: That reminds me, speaking of Circa, I, I take it they're doing the openers on the XFL? Yes. What What's the what are the limits? What like how much is it moving on, on you know when you make a limit bet?
1: Jeff Benson, Matt Metcalf, shout out, just tremendous. So Sunday night the lines came up for Week Two of the XFL. I can't speak to the Week One lines when they came, but Sunday night they popped up three dimes on sides, one dime on totals. I I splashed the board. I was going to do an opening line report. Basically, every line that moved in the first like eight hours, that was me. You know, so I, to, to use an example, I played Seattle as a dog. I played Vegas as a dog. I mean, but, but at some point, you know, this is very difficult when you've got a smaller market. Like how I do for my clients doesn't necessarily correlate all that much with how I do my own betting. Because what am I supposed to do? Am I going to give my clients Las Vegas minus three? I bet plus one and I bet right. pick them. It's hard.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there you have
1: it. Probably still gonna win.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. All right, that will do it for the Fezic Focus Podcast, the XFL XFL edition. Fez, thank you as always, and uh, again, we don't know how this will look next week, but it'll it we'll do something next week. We'll uh, we'll take you guys' feedback and go from there. Thank you, Fez. Thank you, Mac. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>